Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Armor Reports. Friday, the end of the week. It's been a crazy week. I am um, got a lot of things going on in the trading desk, so I'll try to keep this brief. I know you all have been wanting to hear about an update on cannabis. We're going to talk about that today. Let me um, just remind everybody, this is a show about stock market investing. I am your host, Brett Rosenthal. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. What that means is all investing decisions we make on this trading desk, information that I share with you when it comes to risk on or risk off is created from our algorithms. Okay? So all of our investment decisions start with the algorithms. We look at the big indexes. We look at the momentum indexes to tell us, is this the time to put risk on? If it is, there's many different ways to manage a portfolio. So the, the information I'm sharing with you, I use in my own portfolio, full disclosure, and for people I manage money for. All of our business is done through interactive brokers. That's our relationship. So there's screens all around me. I'm, this is a live trading desk. You're getting a bit of a live look in, if you will, to how, um, how money is managed. And um, since I like to start my own investing process with a, with a um, clear understanding of the risk parameters of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, then I have to start there. Then I get to cannabis. There's no point in talking about cannabis right away. If the whole market's imploding, stocks are going down. Okay. So the first thing we have to do is figure out and understand statistics. Seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. Okay. That's it. Every decision we make every day has to center around this number one rule of the road. I've got a a, a um, blog post for you on the website, rosenthalcapital.com. Rules of the road, things I've learned from 30 years of doing this. And I'm sharing them with you on that blog post. I update it periodically. Rule number one, always put yourself on the right side of probabilities and statistics and only put capital to work where you feel the reward is big enough for the risk you're taking. Now, you guys who've been watching this show know that I say that. I talk about it all the time, but it's worth repeating over and over again because it's the most important thing about managing your own, your own capital. I don't care if you're a Robin Hood account and you've just started with a small amount of cash or, you know, an accredited investor with millions of dollars in the market. Either way, you have to learn the right disciplines if you want to be successful over time and the right disciplines um, center around probabilities and statistics and being on the right side of that process. When you put capital to work, here's the single biggest problem I find for new investors for Robin hood investors. Okay. You all out there using the Robin hood app, you're having some fun, you're putting some capital to work and, um, Usually you do it because you get very excited about a particular investment. Getting excited about an investment, while it's fun, and it's, it's what makes investing kind of fun, is deadly when it comes to making the right decisions on risk. 
So we're real excited about the cannabis investment theme here on this desk and those of you who are watching. But that doesn't mean that we could just put the capital to work, whether it's a Robinhood investing account or you know, a multi-million dollar account. You can't put the capital to work just because you love an investment theme. Look at those stocks in May, Exhibit A. Now, if you did put a lot of money to work in the cannabis space in May and you didn't use stop losses, if you're watching this live stream and you listened to me say at the beginning of May, reduce your risk. And if you listen to me say on May 20th, risk off everywhere. And you did nothing so that you have pretty big losses in the month of May on your cannabis investment. I would say two things. Don't worry about it. Okay, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. In fact, I've said from the beginning, if you go all the way back to these live streams that go back to last year about the cannabis space, at the beginning of an investing super cycle, wild volatility is a sign of that super cycle. It's, it's part and parcel of investing at the beginning of an investing phase. And I'm going to explain why in a minute. But I also want you to relax because you will get many chances, whether you're a Robinhood investor right now using the Robinhood investing app or, or, or somebody you know, uh, investing in another manner, you will get many, many opportunities through the years to get this right. You might have gotten May wrong. It's okay. You're learning. I'm sharing with you the algorithms, when to have risk on, when to have risk off. It's going to happen repeatedly all year long. So next time we get a run up and there's a lot of excitement and I come on this live stream and say, algorithms are telling us to reduce risk, do it. Protect your portfolio, whether you carry 25% cash or 75% cash. Figure out what the number is for you and protect your assets. So when you get that May swoon, you don't feel sick. Instead, you say, hey, I got some cash in my portfolio. I'm going to take advantage of these prices. And I'm going to do what they always say to do. I'm going to be buying low and I'm going to sell some high. You'll get that shot again. Don't worry. Trust me. I've gotten that shot repeatedly for 30 years, guys. Okay? So let's get back to when I say that um, major volatility is part and parcel of an investing super cycle. What do I mean? Well, let's go back to my example. When I first got into the business in 1993, that was professionally. I've been in the business my whole life. It's in the family. But when I first got into the business in 1993, it was the, it was the very beginning of the investing super cycle in Internet stocks. Okay. The first company I ever uh, um, invested in, in the internet space, 1993, I met with the management team of Yahoo. Stock was 30. I thought it was the greatest idea I've ever heard. 
the CEO at the time said to me, look, we've gone from dial-up internet to high-speed internet. I know most of you guys, especially you guys who are using the Robinhood app, don't even know what dial-up internet is, okay? Good for you. But back then, it was a major shift. It meant more eyeballs looking at screens. It meant that Yahoo could charge a lot more for advertising. Revenue and earnings were going to skyrocket. I got all excited. I bought the stock. Three months later, the stock was down 50%. Went from 30 to 15 in three months. Why? Was I wrong about the investing theme? No, no, no. Just the market got whacked. And seven out of 10 stocks go down with the market. And stocks at the beginning of an investing super cycle go down even more than the market. I'm going to explain to you why in a minute. I'm also going to talk about the FDA hemp hearing in a minute. Let me get to that. But bear with me. This is important. Yahoo stock went from 30 to 15, and seven years later, it was 470. So a bad month or two in the group should have absolutely no impact on the investment process that we're going through. We're doing research, we're listening to management teams, we're listening to conference calls, we're going to conferences. Sell-offs like that actually help us. They show us which stocks are the real leaders and which ones perhaps weren't that good to begin with. Which ones have price support and which ones just got blown out of the water because they weren't really good ideas to begin with. But in the midst of the hysteria, everything looks like a good idea. So you get a wipeout in May, and it helps you high-grade your portfolio. Rule number two I've been talking about when it comes to these cannabis companies, high-grade the portfolio. Buy the best names at the beginning of an investing super cycle. You don't have to find the name nobody knows about. You want to find the name that institutions are about to start buying, and that gets me to the point I was about to make. Okay, that gets me to the point I was about to make. What was the point I was about to make? <laughs> that phone call just totally threw me for a loop. All right, what I'm trying to say is this. At the beginning of investing super cycles, oh yeah, okay, this is what you want to try to do. Why is there such volatility? Why do these stocks go down more than the market when the market sells off? Why do we not want to find obscure little names on the pink sheets that nobody knows about? We don't need that risk. The reason is the best stocks are the stocks where institutions are buying the shares. Let me explain. If I buy the stock and a lot of guys on the Robinhood investing app are buying the stock, that doesn't put the stock up over time. That can make little blips, but it doesn't give you that long-term uptrend that takes Yahoo from 15 to 470, okay? doesn't do that. What does that is when institutions, what do I mean by institutions? This is Investing 101, okay? Talking about billion-dollar hedge funds, billion-dollar pension plans like CalPERS, um, huge mutual funds. These are all called institutions. They have billions of dollars under management. They find an investing theme they like. They do their research. They identify the best companies in the space. And then they don't just have 
10,000 or 100,000 shares to buy. They have millions of shares to buy. And so they begin buying and they support that stock every time it gets whacked and you start to get a nice uptrend. And riding that uptrend, that tsunami of institutional money into the space is what makes you a fortune as an individual investor over three to five to 10 year period. So what our job is right now at the start of an investing super cycle is find that or those institutional favorites and get on them and hold on. Now we might reduce risk and add to risk at certain times in our, on our trading. That's, that's what we do. Okay. But we identify the best names. What are the best names? Guys that have the best management teams, guys, companies that have the biggest cash hoard, names that come to mind are Canopy Growth. You say to me, well, I don't, I don't need to watch your channel to know that. Yeah, you do. You do. Okay. Because a lot of you guys are out there trying to buy pink sheet stocks or stocks under $10 or stocks under $5 because you think that's how you're going to make money in the space. And I'm telling you, yes, there'll be a name or two that works. But the real money made in the next three to five to 10 years are in names like Canopy, like Kronos, right? These guys have – people love to say Kronos is overvalued, okay? Kronos is not overvalued. They have $1.8 billion investment from Altria, okay? Guys with cash shorts, guys with good business models, guys with intellectual property like Organogram. Okay, Organogram. It's a great, great company with huge intellectual property. I suggest you go online, watch their videos, go to their, their website. OGI is the symbol. Okay, high grade your portfolio. Now let's talk about the FDA in the last few minutes of this call. Um, Charlotte's Web, one of my favorite stocks, keeps going down. Of course, they did a secondary. That was normal. That brought the stock down. Stock's going a little bit lower after the FDA hearing. We all know that the FDA um, had their first public hearing. So let's just discuss that for a minute. Um, anybody, I think there was a lot of people that expected that public hearing to immediately lead to the FDA coming up with rules that would help companies understand how they can use CBD in products. Okay, That did not happen. There's a disappointment on Wall Street that the FDA is not going to move quickly. From what I can gather from my Wall Street friends and talking to a whole bunch of different people and looking at research um, and listening to the FDA, the FDA was very cautious, very, um, we need to take time to figure this out. This could take not just a couple of weeks, but it could take months or years for the FDA to finally rule. So it was a whole bunch of throwing cold water on the CBD market. I think that should have been expected, guys. The FDA is a government body. They're not going to do anything quickly, number one. Number two, there's a lot of nefarious things going on in the CBD business. And so the FDA is going to throw cold water on it and say, everybody slow down. And then we're, then we're going to see rules and regulations come out over the next months and certainly years, but I think it'll be months. But right now, the whole street thinks it'll be years. I think, I think it was too ambitious to think it would be a couple of weeks, 
and, and it's too negative to say it'll be years. There'll be something in between. There'll be some guidelines that show up. And again, high grade the portfolio. Buy the best names. Look for the right uh, risk on entry points in these names. So I wouldn't be too discouraged that nothing great happened after a public hearing. I would submit to you that I don't think I don't think anything great has happened after a public hearing with the FDA. Just a lot of people speaking about a lot of things. And of course, you have the entire pharmaceutical space leaning on the FDA not to approve the use of CBD in a lot of products, right? Because the pharmaceutical guys want to dominate the space. Think GW Pharmaceutical. They were out there pleading with the government not to um, act too quickly because they're in the midst of clinical trials that will help the government figure out, FDA figure out, what to do with CBD. Of course, of course, GW Pharmaceutical is going to say that. They're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to get FDA approvals. They don't want the FDA to come out and say, yeah, everybody can use CBD in all these different products. That's just common sense, right? So you got, on the one hand, pharmaceuticals saying, slow down. We want a piece of the CBD market. And then on the other hand, you've got companies like Charlotte's Web saying, well, look, we're not using isolates, right? Our, we're a hemp oil extract, and that should be a supplement. So there's going to be an understanding over time, but nothing happens as fast as investors want it to happen. That's all, that, that's all that took place on the 31st of May. Don't let it discourage you. Let the weakness in Charlotte's Web and other hemp companies, let them settle out. We'll set up. We'll see a risk on opportunity, and we'll add to the positions. Okay? So that's it for today. I hope this has been helpful. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. This has been an unbelievable risk on entry point. Um, for um, for the markets. So um, just so you understand how I handle that, I'm already risk on now. So I've got nothing else to do except for enjoy the ride and hope this uh, uh, this risk on entry point leads to major upside and not just a little blip. Um, and and that remains to be seen. Who knows? Um, Trump could sneeze over the weekend and uh, put tariffs on uh, the entire world and uh, you know intergalactic travel. And you know, the market will implode on Monday. Who knows? It's a very strange market we live in. All we can do is stick with the percentages, the probabilities, and manage our risk. That's what I'm trying to help you guys do. Please, if you like this video, let me know. Like it. You can comment, and I'll try to respond as soon as possible. Certainly, guys, subscribe uh, and stay informed. Okay? Have a good weekend.